Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Hi, and welcome to this week's Amazing If podcast. We're Sarah and Helen, the founders of Amazing If, a business that's all about helping people have happy careers. And this week, we're going to be continuing our series on confidence gremlins, where we're going to be talking about the top 10 confidence gremlins that get in our way at work. And our focus for this week is being put on the spot. You freeze or you just start talking like an idiot and making absolutely no sense. So something that I suspect most of us can associate with at some point in our careers But just a quick reminder before we really get into the uh, fear of being put on spot about what a confidence gremlin is and why they matter. So confidence gremlins are the things that hold us back at work. They matter because they stop us doing well in our jobs. And actually, really importantly, they stop us doing the things that we really want to do in our careers and things that will make us happy. So often they make us a bit afraid to take the leap to do the job we want to do or the project we really want to get involved in really important and we say it every week that to remind you that everybody has confidence gremlins I think often you feel that that's just not true and that your gremlins are worse than everybody else's but honestly everyone we ever meet has their own confidence gremlins really the trick is to know what yours are and then actually start doing something about them so let's kick off and let's start thinking about being put on the spot at work so Helen can you talk to me a bit about whether this is something you see a lot at work is it something you've experienced yourself have you ever helped someone do get over something like being put on the spot? Yeah, I think it's actually one of the more one of the more common confidence gremlins actually. So and I don't think it is just something so I was talking to someone in my team earlier this week and she's a graduate and so she has this, but I don't think it is just the kind of confidence gremlins you have when you're young. Actually I know lots of people who have been a, you know quite a long time in their career and they still hate this idea that they could be put on the spot particularly when they get questions from people maybe it comes from people feeling like they're exposed so you get put on the spot you don't know the answer to something that they have this internal monologue that means their entire career credibility is suddenly at risk because they don't know the answer to this question and they're doomed and then it's just rather than thinking about how I'm going to respond to it, they're almost just focusing on this thing that's going around their heads and they just, I don't know, some people freeze, some people go red, some people waffle and they just feel really, really uncomfortable. And I think the result of it is, over time, they stop putting themselves in situations where that can happen. So the first couple of ones, maybe they find themselves in there and they react in a way that they just don't like. And then after a while, they stop putting themselves forward for the meeting where they might not know everything or they feel like they have to prep 
over and over. I remember on one of our courses, when we were talking to somebody about how they could maybe overcome this confidence gremlin yeah. uh, about being put on the spot. And they said, well, what I'll do is I'll practice more and I'll, yeah, I'll yeah, learn we more. Hear that. I'll prepare, <laughs> I'll prepare. For five days yeah. for a one-hour meeting. It's like, well, that's not, that's not entirely the best solution. What we really want you to do is to be aware how this is holding you back because you're, you're not putting yourself into those situations that are going to help you grow and be okay with being in them because you've got some tools that you can use that mean that you don't go red and you don't panic and you don't have to know everything. I think that's probably the most important thing. You don't have to know everything and it's okay to say you don't. Yeah, I think sometimes the expectations you place on yourself seem to be so much higher than the expectations you would ever have of anyone else. And so actually, if you ask the question of somebody do you expect someone to know all of the answers in this meeting? Everyone always says, no, of course I don't. Is it okay to maybe say, I don't know, I'll go away and find out the answer to that? Oh, of course it is. But is it okay for you to do that? Oh, no, I feel like I should know everything. So why do you think people have this sort of higher expectation of themselves? So do we need to lower our expectations or do we just need to do something differently? I think we need to do something differently and I think it isn't everyone's confidence going So this session I had this week, I was um, with someone on my team I had like 90 minutes talking to her about confidence and this, and I'm relatively new in my role. She was really worried that she didn't know everything and that if she spoke up in a meeting, she'd be exposed and, and I kind of talked to her about how that would feel. And she said, I think people will laugh at me and they'll think I'm an idiot. And she said, but you know everything. You know, you've come in, you've been in the business and you, and you already know everything. And I said, I don't, I don't at all. But I, it's not my confidence gremlin. So I don't mind not knowing and yeah. telling people I don't know. And it's more that I think some people hold this need to know everything more uh, deeply inside them and there's yeah. this risk of exposure. But the way I think the way I think about it is that the more senior you get in your career, the less you can know. So it's almost this impossible expectation to know everything. And I think what you're better to do is to have these... Understand that it's your confidence, Gremlin. Yeah. And understand that the solution is not to know more because you will, if that's your solution... never know everything. Yeah, if that's your solution, you're always going to be put on the spot because you can never know everything. It's going to stop you from progressing in your career. It is definitely going to hold you back because you'll spend so much time absorbing all this information and fixating on that knowledge that you'll just kind of get in your way. So I think the first thing is to have an awareness that, okay, this is a confidence gremlin for me. I don't like being put on the spot. And as a result, I'm not putting myself in situations where that happens. And I recognise that the solution is not to know more. Mm -hmm. And that's that's step one, get get to that point before you do anything else. And then I think there are probably a couple of solutions that can be useful to people. I think the first thing is to have a statement that you can go back with so when you are put on the spot because it will happen happens all the time you'll get difficult questions from people but rather than going into panic mode have just like a default question so something like that's really interesting i hadn't thought about it like that let me take that away and explore it a little bit more you can also ask people to talk about it a bit more in the meeting because sometimes people either answer their own question or actually gives you a bit more time to think and they'll expand on it a bit more. So you can actually say, that's really interesting. Can you tell me a bit more about what you're thinking? Or is that because you've seen that work really well elsewhere? And again, even if you don't still know the answer after that next answer from that person, it just gives you a bit of time to reflect and to understand it. And like I said, so many times people then start to talk about it and you just get into a conversation rather than feeling like you have to have the answer there and then. And I, I think it's okay to just say, 
actually, I don't know the answer to that. Yeah, yeah. Let me go away and, and find out. Or I don't know the answer to that. And I'm actually not sure where to go to find it out. Do you know anybody? Yeah, definitely. And I think the people that have this confidence gremlin seem to think that admitting that they don't know is going to cause this spiral of doom. Yeah. When actually, if you think about meetings that I've been in, when someone says, I actually don't know the answer to that, let me go away and have, uh, have a think about it. I, if anything, I think more positively of them because I think, okay, it's interesting you're going to go and take ownership for running that out. So I think that's the first thing. Have a default statement that feels authentic to you that you can, when you feel like you're put on the spot, you can just say, actually, I don't know, or or that's interesting, or tell me a bit more about that so I understand what, what you're trying yeah. to find out. I think if you know you've got that in your back pocket, you can kind of use yeah. it. I think if you are going to do that as well, really important to remember if you've committed to going away, and finding out about something or if you've taken an action to then go back to prove that you've done that yeah so that again people are not left with this void of well did they go away and find it out and what did they find out so I think the sooner again you can come back to people that's also really impressive I'm always very impressed by people who say oh do you know what that's a really good point I'll go away and have a conversation with someone in your team about that and then they remember within a couple of days to email me to say thanks for that suggestion we've spoken to this person in your team this is what we're exploring and I'll think oh they're really on it, they've done what they said they're going to do. That, to me, is as impressive as knowing the answer there and then. It's a bit like the fear of numbers, that people think they have to answer that in the room, but actually if you say, uh, I'm going to spend some time thinking about that and then come back to people, you can be as credible as the person that can just reel it off in the session, but you're right, you have to be able to take it out of the room and then kind of bring it back. back It's like, I guess, closing the loop. So, Helen, when you've been put on the spot, how has that made you feel? So I think when I'm in put on the spot, I tend to I tend to waffle because it doesn't make me freeze. I know for some people it might make them freeze and it doesn't make me say uh, a million times. I've kind of always got an answer, but it's not necessarily a very good one. <laughs> so, yeah. so I think I will tend to waffle and then in my head I'll be thinking, oh my God, I'm making no sense. They're looking at me like I'm making no sense. Maybe I should stop talking and... I think I lose my point and I just I just end up losing my confidence and I'm more aware of, I guess, what people might be thinking about me than what I'm saying. So I just end up feeling just not effective and like I should just stop talking, basically. Yeah. <laughs> it's, not, it's not a brilliant feeling. What, what about you? How does it make you feel? Uh, probably slightly different to that. I think I probably have more of a like physical reaction to being put on the spot sometimes, especially if I've been asked quite a direct question and being put on the spot that maybe I wasn't anticipating. I definitely have a tendency to blush. And then when I sort of know that I'm blushing or potentially going to blush, I think I then blush more. Yeah. So actually I, I kind of physically get a bit hot and, and a bit kind of sweaty and probably not looking at my best or most composed and then get really worried about the fact that I don't look particularly composed and wish that's not what I looked like. And then all, that's all I can think of. And actually, if anything, I probably do the opposite to waffle. I probably go very short with my answers and then we'll just spend the next 10 minutes not listening in the meeting I'm being really worried about having just sounded sort of a bit boring or a bit dull or having not really answered the question. I think that end bit, the bit that sounds similar for us both, is that you're both thinking more about your reaction than the thing you're supposed to be answering like yes. you're kind of like you're you more stop like, listening you stop listening you're kind of in your own mode and then I'm I'm the same as you I spend the next 10 minutes thinking oh god I feel like a bit of an idiot and you might be thinking oh I went really red what do they think of me yeah. and I guess in terms of it holding you back 
like someone's asked you one question and all of a sudden you disengage for about 10 minutes from, from the meeting that you yeah. need to be engaging in. And I think um, sometimes what people then get wrong or when they're kind of really worried is that actually afterwards, if you ask somebody for feedback on those moments, often people don't even notice. Yeah, You've really noticed. And so at the time it feels like a massive deal for you. But then I've walked out of meetings before or conversations before and then said to somebody, oh, that was really embarrassing, I went really red. And they're like, oh, I didn't even notice. Yeah. And I'm like, what? <laughs> I just spent 15 minutes worrying about that. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. (laughs) Analyzing myself. Yeah, I gave a really rubbish answer to that question that our chief executive answer, you know, asked. And I just think, and they're just like... Oh, I don't know, I wasn't, wasn't really listening. Yeah. And you're like, oh, great. <laughs> I'm really glad I spent ages worrying about that. So I think these things are always much bigger in your own mind. Like all confidence gremlins are, they become so big in your head that then they kind of overtake you and you kind of can't see the wood from the trees. I think it's interesting that you can both react quite differently to it, though it, it stems from the same yeah, gremlin. Yeah. So I think maybe in terms of other things that people can do that have this as a confidence gremlin, one of the things that... It's, I think people will naturally do is not put themselves in a situation where they don't know everything. And I think to change behaviour is a really good idea to force yourself to go into situations where you're not that prepared. Uh, yeah. And you can just... It already sounds awful. <laughs> just, that's the thing. I think it, it does sound really uncomfortable. I suggested this to people before and they're like looking at me and the more I talk about put yourself into a situation where you don't know everything, the more you're, they're like leaning away from you when you're yeah. talking. But... Maybe lower risk situations. So maybe not a board meeting where you think, oh God, this is, I really need to be prepped. But maybe a team meeting. Could you volunteer to go and present something on behalf of one of your colleagues at a team meeting? It's almost like these small tests that you can do because what the reality is, you might get put on the spot and you might feel uncomfortable. That is a situation. I guess what we're trying to do with this confidence gremlin is not let that stop you so to and the more you practice and the more you put yourselves in those situations the more you realize if you are asked something and you don't know the answer it's not the end of the world and I think it's that cycle of doom that people have in their mind that you need to get people to realize that 
that isn't going to happen. Your career is not suddenly going to be in ashes on the floor because yeah. you didn't know the answer to the question. So I think that would be my kind of second tip would be find potentially low-risk situations that you can put yourself in where you can present something or you can talk to somebody and it's a situation where you you are likely or you might get put on the spot and just to f- almost get comfortable with feeling uncomfortable. My favourite example of that um, that I always really encourage my team to volunteer for is actually covering for people when they're on holiday. Mm-hmm. And so oh, actually really when I'm on holiday, I'll often say to people in my team, do you want to go to this meeting on my behalf? And it'll be a meeting they know nothing about. It's not that I'm going to give them loads of briefing or lots of information beforehand. And so actually I find that then your own expectation of yourself is actually loads lower because you think, well, actually I'm only here to deputise or to cover for somebody. But you might still get put on the spot. You might get asked about something that is much broader than your role. But then suddenly you're forced to practice saying, oh, do you know what, that's kind of not part of my remit or it's not something I know loads about, but I'll know who to go and speak to. I'll go and find out and I'll come back to you. So again, it feels lower risk and somehow I think you don't quite have the same expectations. So anything you can cover while people are on holiday, anything you can do where you're deputising for your boss where, again, the expectations are a little bit different, is quite a good place to start, I always think. That's a really, really good idea. Something that I did with someone in my team this week was I got them to draw on a scale. So what are the situations where they feel that being put on the spot, what feels like a lower risk thing? So we looked at the scale of like one to ten and what feels like a kind of a higher risk thing. And there was one particular individual that they... It it was almost like not the situation, not the meeting. It was that person that really made them feel like they were on the spot. And that was their highest one. And it was because that person asked a lot of questions. And that was the thing they were most afraid of. So having mapped it out, I was able to say, well, let's think about some of these things that you've scored a two. How can we fit a couple of those things in in the next month so you're getting some exposure? And then I I said to the person, give me a date when you think you are going to be as ready as you possibly could be for that person who you've scored a seven for that meeting. And let's almost plan towards how you're going to get there. It was useful to, because it was different than I thought, actually, for them to put scores almost of how scared they were, how, how difficult this would be for them and the different situations, because it wasn't it wasn't a seniority thing that actually put someone more senior as a lower score. It yeah. was the type the style of, almost. Yeah. And I think that's interesting. On I've heard that a few times from people saying... I really don't like being put on the spot by people who ask lots of questions or people who ask questions, frame them perhaps in a particular way. The thing I always say to people to remember is people are asking questions because they don't know the answer. Yeah. Don't forget, yeah. if they knew the answer, I, I hope not many people ask questions to make people look stupid and, you know, we don't care about those people anyway because <laughs> that's not a very nice thing to do. Yeah. But most people ask questions because they are genuinely interested and they're often quite curious people. They're often quite intellectually curious people those people often don't realise, I think, they can come across as quite intimidating. Yeah. And actually, I've heard those people kind of be given that feedback to say, well, wow, you ask sort of relentless questions, sort of Jeremy Paxton style, yeah. and you realise that actually it always intimidates me because you feel like you put me on the spot. And they that's usually absolutely not their intention. Their intention is they want to seem interested, they actually care about the answer, they're asking you questions because they are interested in your content. So I always think take questions as a compliment, not as a challenge. Yeah, and maybe reframe those people in your mind. So if actually we worry about being put on the spot with particular people, thinking about it that way and thinking, well, this person is just a curious person. They are not out to get me. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. They're just out to be curious. It might help in preparing for those sessions or getting yourself into the headspace when you're you're meeting with them. It's a really good idea. Excellent. 
any more practical advice in terms of people getting nervous being put on the spot? So we've talked about preparing less yeah. and just getting ready to respond better. We've talked about volunteering for something. We've also talked a bit about how you view questions. Yeah. So maybe as people being curious, not about kind of just challenging you. Anything else you think people can do? I think it's important to have almost like a support person at work who can give you a bit of perspective. So I think we might call this like your work best friend. But it's basically just somebody that can help you because so much of this is in your head. It's when you were talking about that meeting earlier and you come out of the meeting and you you ask someone for casual feedback and go, oh God, that was awful. And they're like, oh, I don't know what you're talking about. I think if you can have a relationship with somebody where you can maybe do that more regularly and just say, how did I show up in that meeting What did you think? What was your perspective? I think that can help you to get some perspective on a situation that you might just be magnifying in your mind. Yeah, your way to in the situation to be able to know what's really happening. Yeah, exactly that. And and it's just moving on from that awareness and just getting getting and getting some regular feedback from somebody. So it's probably a specific person who you trust, who you can have quite an open conversation with and just regularly get feedback from them about how you're how you're showing up in meetings and how you're reacting and also I think if you're going to put some of these tips into practice so you're going to start using some of those phrases the admitting you don't know yeah the putting yourself in situations actually that person can be a real help to say oh I noticed you did this or give and actually give you some feedback so I think having that Knowing that you've got somebody there that can give you feedback and help you to grow could be really useful. And we talk about it all the time, but I think really important to remember on Confidence Gremlins that they are super hard to overcome. So this is, you're not looking for any overnight successes here. And I guess we always would remind people it's really important to recognise that sometimes you'll try some of these things out and, you know, you might bottle it the first time. Certainly I've done things like that where I've sort of been determined you know, to not react in a certain way, to when you're put on the spot to try and say one of these phrases, which, you know, in the safety of recording this right now sound all very sensible and logical, (laughs) but when you're there in that moment are actually really difficult to do. So definitely about taking one step at a time. And then also when you do start to take these steps, taking the time to acknowledge what you've done. So is that something that you do when you're thinking about your confidence gremlins? Do you take a moment to think, woohoo, um, yeah, I do. I do mine at the end of the day. So I'll kind of look back on a day and think, what am I really proud of that happened today? And that would potentially be one of the yeah. things that I that I might acknowledge. And I think if someone's listening to this and thinking, yeah, actually, that, that is definitely one of my confidence gremlins. I think the most important thing, if you do nothing else after listening, the most important thing you can have is just the awareness that it's holding you back. Because I think sometimes we're just stuck in these cycles where we have these thoughts in our mind, these confidence gremlins, and they influence our behaviours. And because we're not aware of them, they're just going on all the time. I don't like being put on the spot, so I'm not going to go into that meeting and do it. And you're just sort of stuck in this trap. I think the main thing you can do is come out of it and almost just be more in tune into when you're feeling uncomfortable in a meeting. You know it's for that reason. Then you're able to do something about it. But maybe don't plan it all out now because it can seem no. a bit daunting. Just take the okay. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna listen and to how I'm feeling in a situation and see if I think it is this gremlin that's holding holding me back. Because when you've got that awareness, then you can do something about it. Then you can yeah. stick the questions in. Then you can put yourself into awkward situations. But you have to acknowledge that that's what's holding you back first. I sometimes think just even being able to label the gremlin yeah, yeah. actually really really helps yeah. you to sort of think. So rather than just feeling like. Oh, I'm an idiot. Yeah. You, ha- you can actually kind of blame the gremlin. Yeah. You can kind of go, I get that I found that bit of that meeting quite tough because I don't like being put on the spot and that's okay. And I understand that I'm 
trying to kind of get better at that and the sorts of things that I might try to do versus actually just coming out and not feeling very good about yourself. And I think they're very different feelings. And so even just by having that awareness, it's a pretty big step forward. Yeah, I think that's a really good point. Brilliant. So hopefully some of those useful hints and tips to today will be really helpful for you. They're just our ideas. And if you've got other ideas, if this is something that you've started to overcome, you've got some hints and tips that have worked for you, we'd love you to share them with us on Twitter at amazing underscore if. And just remember that if you're interested in finding out more about us, you can go online and find us at www.amazingif.com. And you can buy our book on Amazon, How to Overcome Your Confidence Gremlins. Thanks again for listening and tune in next week. Thank you. Bye. Bye. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 